Janet, thank you so much for waiting. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So, Francesca, I, I'm actually the CEO of a, of a rehab who is just about to open an alcohol-specific rehab up in Walkworth in, in January next year because of the demand. How high is the demand, Janet? Oh, it's, it, it's just huge. And listen, listening to that previous caller, um, what he was describing there is, is a person who can't live with alcohol but can't live without it. Mm. So so people people get to that point where um, the, the alcohol just takes over their whole life and, and they can't see a way through it because, um, yeah, they can't imagine life without it. But life with it is causing a problem for them and their loved ones. And, and it's, it's heartbreaking. But what, what we've found is that, you know, there, there is a solution and the demand is just enormous. And it's often the, the calls that we get first are from family or friends. Yes. Um, you know, making the inquiry and saying, you know, what, what, what can we do? And, and alcoholism, it's a family disease. It's, um, you know, it just doesn't take anybody down. But the, the thing to, to, to remember about alcohol is that it is a disease. Yes. The, 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 person that, the person that's having problems with alcohol, they're not weak, they're not a failure, they're, 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 they're a person who, who has got really, really sick. And unfortunately, trying harder isn't going to make them better. They need professional help. Yes, which is what... And so this was what I was sort of mentioning um, last hour that it feels to me you really need that personal intervention. There needs to be either a reason why they want to reach out, or that a family member has convinced them. But you, all, it almost needs to be, you know, I, I I heard from that previous caller the importance maybe in that case of of restricting alcohol. But it seems like yeah. there's it's so complicated, and there's often so much so many other things going on in a person's life to get to the bottom of things and to deal with addiction itself, Janet. And yeah. and, and, and I mentioned, I, I asked the question about resources. You know, if somebody went to their doctor and said, I need help, I want to stop, but I need help, how long is it going to take for them to get that help? Well, it, it, it depends on, and unfortunately, you know, if you've got money, you can get help straight away, and if you don't have money, you go on a waiting list. But, right. you know, it, it's not something that a pill's going to fix. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's something that, um, you know, because for an alcoholic, when an alcoholic started drinking, alcohol actually wasn't their problem, it was their solution. So their problem was how to live life on life's terms. And their solution was to have a drink because it just took the edge off things. It just it just made things kind of okay. Yeah. And then over time, they, they developed that dependency. And then yeah. what happens is that, their, their solution has now become their problem. So so now they don't have a solution and they've still got the original problem in the first place. So, you know, that, that that's when you're on a slippery slide. And, you know, but there's a lot of people who have been in a really, really desperate place who are, who feel like they're letting themselves down. And, and, and the thing about the alcoholic when they're in when they're drinking is they probably feel like they've let everybody down and that they don't deserve it. Mm. So I hear that all the time. You know, I, I actually don't deserve this. My answer to that is, of course you deserve it. Of course you deserve it. It's not your fault that you're sick. You know, but you but you are sick. 
I mean, I, I'm just thinking my brother is an insulin-dependent diabetic, and there's no way that anybody would say to him, you know, just try and do without your... Um, Do you replace it with Janet? Well, you, you you replace it with becoming comfortable in your own skin. Right. So um, it, the, our rehab follows the twelve step program of recovery. Um, we we actually can get people in more or less straight away. And our new facility in Walkworth is just beautiful. It's set in twelve acres of native bush, secluded, and it just takes people away for thirty days. It allows people to, to find themselves, they, they get educated on, on what they need to do, they get all these tools to put in their toolkit. We work with the families because often when somebody gets out of rehab, that's, that's not the end of the journey, that's the start of the journey when somebody gets out of rehab. What people have to realise is then that they now have a condition that they have to manage for the rest of their lives and often without meaning to, friends and family can love people back to a drink. <laughs> mm. oh. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, so we, we do work with families as well because it, it's a family disease. Everybody, for an alcoholic to, to get well and to be able to lead a good, successful life in sobriety, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are doing that. Yeah. You, you know, it takes a village, it takes a community, it takes your family. Yeah, and, and we just, we just um, listening to Greg. You could just hear the sadness in his voice as to how how things unfolded and and impact it had on him, and obviously, you know, probably a wider group as well. So, uh, look, thank yeah. you for reminding us about addiction and things. If I was going to say to you, how do we fix problem drinking? How do we fix hazardous drinking? What would you say would be the key things to do? Um, I, I, I think that we need to recognise that not we need to take away the stigma from alcoholism. Yep. So it, make it okay to ask for help. Yes. At, at, at the moment, people feel embarrassed to ask for help. So, so remove the stigma. Make rehabilitation and treatment a lot more accessible for people so that it's not just people with money that, that, that can get it. And, and treat it as a health issue. Um, it, it is a health issue. It's not a moral issue. Um, if, if we could do those three things, we'd be going a long, long way towards that. And, you know, all of those other, the legislative um, framework as well, all of those other things will all help. But one thing in itself is not going to okay. be the solution. Thank you so much, Janet. Very much appreciate you calling in. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.